Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome to Terps Podcast. My name is Craig Cairns, and I'm joined once again by Chris Awelmo. How are you doing, Chris? Very good, thank you. You joined us last night, so much, very much the happier, mate. <laughs> Your pubs are open and ours aren't, so. Unbelievable, yeah. So I can go back and forth, can't I? You know what I mean? It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> we have to wait until Monday before we can have a drink together instead of, as we were saying before we came on air, having pizza on a park bench together. Yeah, made, it made, it, made it sound more romantic than it actually was there. It was a nice kind of nice light, wasn't it? The sun was out, you know what I mean? It was freezing, but still, you know what I mean? It was good. And we've got another guest on that laugh you heard in the background there is Liam Corbett from This Is My Story podcast. How are you, Liam? I'm very good, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, could you just before we get started? Could you tell me a podcast that you haven't been on in the last few weeks? I, I know. It's, it's, I'm, I need to get a PA. I need to get somebody to help me with all these uh, with all these appointments. To be honest with you, I've been ripping the arse at it because I am going back to work. Sadly, as Chris has just said, he's got to go to the pubs. My world. I work in retail, so we have to go back to work next week. So. This is my 15 minutes of fame. I'm taking it. And then I'll retire, I'll retire into the background and let some other nutcase hearts fans rant and rave across all the platforms. Well, we'll get to that later in the show. We will uh, talk about hearts this season. But first, uh, last week, uh, Chris and I recorded with uh, Jordan Allison from Show Racism, The Red Card. And timing seemed to be against us because not long after we came off air, the the, the judgment was made on Cadell. But it looks like Cadell is actually... They're going to go to the court of arbitration for sport to appeal this. Um, and Chris, just first of all, what what were your thoughts on the on the judgment and uh, and the fact that they might appeal it? 
Well, my thought in the judgment was, was was laughable again. You know, I think it was a a chance for uh, uh, UEFA to to kind of it was a real opportunity for them to kind of stamp down and set a precedent that there's no zero tolerance means zero tolerance, and I just don't feel that they've done that. They've given the minimum. Now we understand it's 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 very difficult to prove, even though there is a witness. I'm sure they have. Uh, I heard at the time as well that uh, there was a few of the black players for Slavia as well that uh, that approached some of the Rangers players saying that that's what they experienced uh, most days. So again, I know there's an investigation. We've got to try and trust in that process. I guess it's the character witness. They say what the player's like, what he's, what he's like around the place, what he's like to the other black players. I know that Slavia Prague actually put pictures out of him actually with black players. Like it's, oh yeah, this is who he's close to, which is a bit of a shambles as well. Uh-huh. I was disappointed. It was a chance. And look, I'll say it again. You know, racism is a society problem. Football has a lot of power. Uh, in society and football's going to get judged on these incidents happening time and time again so football should deal with it accordingly and and, and, I, don't, and I don't feel that they've done that now Cadella I understand he'll have every right to go uh, to court appeal it uh, and again it's if anything it'll get looked into with a little bit more uh, scrutiny you know what I mean they'll look at it a little bit more depth they'll interview Zungu and you can see and it's one of those things you look at Kamara you look at Zungu's reaction you know as soon as as soon as he covers his mouth, as soon as he says what he says, you can see the reaction. You know that he's not said, "You you effing guy." You know that he's not said that. It's, it's, you know what I mean. So, uh, I just feel that if he does go and appeal it, I think then it's it's a possible that it will be uh, extended to a, to a greater ban, which should have been done in the first place. You know, after what we spoke about with Jordan last week, I've had chats with Shaka Hislop, uh, Jed Grebe, the the CEO. Uh, of show racing the red card and and they want a one year ban a one year ban for education uh, and it's a two strike so the second time if it happens again you're gone for life and I cannot understand that because education is what we're all trying to talk about you know let's educate you know the uh, obviously Wales have put it on the curriculum anti-racism you know that's where we want to get to in Scotland and England and then just like but these governing bodies that look look, look uh, let me be honest with you. Look at this, this, uh, this super, uh, super European league, right? Look at the reaction that that's had. Why hasn't racism had that uh, that reaction? Why hasn't all the governing bodies, the prime minister, the government, all come out with their statements to say, you know what? Let's let's not this. Yeah, exactly, Craig. Exactly because you know what? It I just made a money sign, points. which isn't very good for yeah. audio. I know. For audio, oh, only, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were recording this visually as well. No, you know I mean, but yeah. It's one of them, but yeah, it's one of them. It's uh, it's as it doesn't hurt in the pocket, but you know what? It'd be nice for everyone to get on board the way that this is because you know, look what's happened. Arsenal's pulled out, Man City's pulled out. Of this wait a minute, that's the power. That's the power that all these governing bodies have when they come together. So why isn't racism dealt with in the exact same way? You know what I mean? And it's not just me saying that because I'm black. It's I'm, I'm hearing it from all, from all people. It's like like Pat Patrick Banford. Delighted that he came out and said, that, well, wait a minute, why isn't all these issues getting dealt with with the same ferocity? You know what I mean? I don't understand it. But again, so uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's another step forward. I know that there's going to be some sort of uh, uh, document put forward to to UEFA uh, from show racing the red card. I know that it's something, again, it's all about timing. 
this week's all about the Super League. There's no point in coming out because that's 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 got legs in itself. Jose Mourinho was fired the other day, by the way. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> I think he got I think he got five ten minutes on Sky. That was it. Done. It was all about. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's the power of the media. So let's 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 try and let's try and focus their attention on what what is important. You know, okay, the Super League, we understand it does affect the pyramid of football. It is a priority. Racism, it's right up there beside it. So let's focus, give, let's give it the same attention. Yeah. And you know what? These incidents, we don't, nobody wants to see it in football. You know, if you, if, if, if you don't mind it, then you're ignorant. You're being ignorant to it. So uh, hopefully we do move forward. We, we can address it. And football, as a as a as an individual separate governing body, can just can just get rid of it altogether. But again, we're, we're miles away at the minute. Miles away. Yeah, it seems to have consumed the the news as well. Not just the sports news. It's it, it's been top of the the news bulletins and things like that. And even uh, Boris Johnson's briefing yesterday. Every journalist asked a question about the what he was announcing, and another question about the Super League. It was. It just seems to have consumed uh, everything at the moment. Um, Liam, what what are your thoughts on the the kind of punishments well, was, for these kind of things? I was going to I was going to jump in, but Chris thing with it. I think Chris is right. the The reaction to the racism is you even had it up here. You have people in the media saying, "Well, we can't. He's not been proved guilty yet, so we can't." We can't call him a racist. We we have to see all the facts or whatever. And Chris will know better than us because he's played football. Nobody runs that length of time to get to someone and then says, "Oh, you effing guy," and they get the reaction that came out of it. You you have to be that's premeditated. You don't run all that way to say that. It'd be like you running up to somebody in a bar for a fight and gone, "I shot it." After running one end to the pub to the other, (laughs) he knows what he was doing. But look at the reaction like we said, when money's involved in p- potential big thing, I, I joked on Twitter saying, Kamara should have said that he ran over to him and told him to use Paddy Power because Paddy <laughs> Power isn't sanctioned by UEFA and he probably would have got a £500,000 fine and banned for three years for <laughs> yeah, advertising yeah. a non-sanctioned yeah. thing. Do you know what I mean? Embarrassing, you're spot on. It's embarrassing. And to be yeah. honest with you, see, if he does I'm in the camp of you, I hope he'd He's well within his rights to appeal. That's the world that we live in. But if he's proven guilty, he should get a harder, a harder ban. Uh, he's, yeah. if, he's, if he's bothered to do it, he's been found guilty twice then by association, and he should be punished accordingly. But to be honest, if it gets reduced or even unthinkably taken away, to be honest, Glen Kamara should come out and just say, Do "You know what? Everybody, take a three-game ban. Punch a racist." Who cares? Three games, if that if that's what it's going to have to take, take it. Because that's what would happen in the stands. That's what happened in the 80s and the 90s when people were throwing bananas at uh, yeah. black players up and down the country. People started fighting. But yeah, don't get me wrong, there was casual culture in there and they were fighting. But people started just calling folk out and battering folk. And I hate saying stuff like that because it's daft, but... <laughs> the government bodies aren't doing anything about it football has to start to take it back Rangers were right not to walk off the park but I believe the Rangers players all spoke and said that they didn't want to Kamara was at the front of that saying no just like just play that's Which- interesting that's interesting do you not think by if, as soon as it happens the, the team walk off yeah, that, uh, that that then hurts the pockets, doesn't it? That then yep. the club the club then will obviously be affected by it. But then the club then go to the, the pills that be and say, you know what, we we support the players in doing that. Look what happened at the PSG match when it was a fourth yep. official. You understand? 
yep. it, it got it got it back on it got us back talking about it. It got it got it got it got dealt with there and then. And that I, I feel it's like you want it to happen so that the players have to walk off the pitch so that then someone then has to step up in front and say, you know what, right, we have to do something about this. And it's yeah. it's like it has to consistently happen for them to say, you know what, we need right, we, we we're gonna deal with this. Because well, I- I was gonna say, uh, you're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. But what I would say is, an even more poignant point would be: what if there was protocols where the referee walked them off the park? The Bang referee on. blew his Bang whistle on. off and told, "We'll we'll stay. You're here in hotels anyway. We'll finish the game tomorrow, but we're investigating that because it's it's illegal. To, yeah. If I racially abused you now, you could phone yeah. the police. Yeah. I'd, they'd come to my house and I'd be arrested. So why? Because you're in the confines of playing football, does that make it acceptable? Do you know what I mean? So the players, the problem that I have is look at the reaction for Slavia Prague. Look at the reaction to Arsenal taking the knee against them. That's not a club that's doing proper investigations to say, no, no, we didn't want to do this. Did they not accept the ban as well? This is like they said said at the time they they, accepted it and now they're appealing it. They accepted it, but they never said, they never apologised. What they said was that uh, Cadella was wrong for approaching Kamara mm. they never admitted guilt there was no admission of guilt there and even Cadella's statement says you know what I apologise for approaching Kamara mm. but mm. I'm, I'm, I'm still innocent Aye. I never said what they said that I said so Slavia Prague said exactly the same it was embarrassing you know yeah, the, embarrassing. the two comments from both but I think you said what would imagine the reaction if Rangers had walked off look at the reaction from Slavia Prague to the incident no, re- no accountability no responsibility Spot they back. would have just went straight to UEFA we go through, find them, they walked off the park and I think Kamara's right in the sense that that then deflects from that situation because that opens a debate again about was it right to walk off the park? Was it wrong to walk off the park? If the referee blowed the whistle and said, everybody off, we're not playing anymore until this is fixed, I think that's the stance that needs to be taken because look at what's happening in Italy with players walking off and all that sort of stuff. It doesn't fix anything, it just creates a deflection argument about yeah but those players right in Italy are walking off individually so when yep. the player so basically if we, we're in a team and I come up and say to you Craig as captain and say look I've just been racially abused there right you say you know what right boys that's us done we're off we all yep. walk off together whereas in Italy you see them trying to grab them to stop them from walking off all the players from the other team and his own team it's not you know so it needs to be a it needs to be a complete unity you know a collective and it needs to and be I, one of those things that yeah it's like one of those I think it was England against Bulgaria they got racially abused in the second half as well you know because they were three or four nil up at half time they never walked off the fans walked out the, the three strike drill they approached yep. the referee the referee was aware of it he then stopped it for a couple of minutes in the first half they, 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 they got back onto playing second half it should have been stopped the referee like you say if the referee says you know what I'm aware of it I can see it it's off if it comes from the fans if it's from a player it's a completely different thing you know, but like you say, it should be stopped right there and then. Police brought in, investigated the powers that be, and then the, the, the game the game replayed. Like you say, in hotels or whatever it may be, replayed the next day, the day after that, whatever it is. But it has to happen. It has yeah, it to does. happen. But the sanctions and the punishments need to be a deterrent as well for me. And I tell you something, if Cadella, if there was a lifetime ban or a two or three year ban, Cadella doesn't make that. Like you said, yep. he, it was a calculated thing. It was premeditated. He knew what he was going to do. But if he if he had the time to think about that, and he thinks, wait a minute, it's too it's, it's a lifetime ban if I get found guilty. It doesn't happen. It doesn't no. tell you now. It doesn't happen. 
Yeah, I agree. It seems agree. like we have a anti-racist dog in full agreement in the background there. <laughs> uh, that's my that's my dog. She hates racists. <laughs> uh, well, move on. The reason we've got you on the show, Liam, is to talk about hearts. I suppose the where we. Can I just step in here then. Yes, on you go. On you go. Two Hearts fans <laughs> must be absolutely delighted. Champions back in the pre- back in the SPFL must be delighted. The job was done. You know what I mean? Got re- re- relegated. You know wrongfully. I get I mean, an absolute an absolute demoted. disgrace. Demoted, yeah, demoted, <laughs> demoted, and it was an absolute <laughs> disgrace. But you know what? Done the job. Why? Yeah. come in. You got promoted. Still games to spare. Boom. Why are you trolling me on my own show? <laughs> why, why, is it de- why is it doing this to us Craig you told us this was going to be a, a nice laugh you didn't tell me this was happening <laughs> well I wanted to create no. some debate and that's that's what we have so Liam tell us why, why are Hearts fans unhappy well as everything it's about perspective and context isn't it? I understand from the outside world I live in the Hearts world as do you Craig I'm a Hearts fan I'm a season tick older my dad is my pals are I'm on a Hearts podcast my life is consumed with hearts. It's over-amplified now because as we spoke about there, I'm sitting on my arse watching it on the telly when I would normally be in the pub. Like yeah. we all say yourself, you know, we watch a game. I used Air United away. I think it was the end of January or maybe in December. We drew, we won 1-0, but it was terrible, terrible game. But it was a Friday night game on the telly, away to Somerset Park, away to Air. <coughs> They're the games we would have got in the pub early, got in the supporters bus, watched the game, the game would have been dreadful but we, we win, you would have moaned all the way back, came on the supporters bus and the next game day you'd have woke up and you'd have forgot all about it, it would have been acceptable so I understand like Chrissy's arguments there from the outside, I can understand why people are looking in and thinking hang on a minute, like job done what they're moaning about, after last year the absolute most important thing for Hearts was getting back up Absolutely, 100%. I get that argument. But again, it's perspective and context when it comes to to Hearts. The bare minimum that was expected of Hearts with the £9 million budget playing in the league that we're playing in was to gain promotion. Now, I also understand the argument that that's easier said than done. Look at Rangers. You know, they didn't come up because we were in it and we won that league and it took Hibs three seasons to get out of it. It took Dundee United two seasons to get out of it. I absolutely get that argument. But last night, if you take hearts away from it, sums up exactly why I have my own frustrations with this is we've played 25 games. We have failed to win 10 of them. And last night, again, we play and drop points. Dundee and Callie Fissle, who were the tipped to be our biggest sort of challengers, played last night as well and dropped points. At every opportunity that those clubs have had to mount any form of run to challenge us, They've, they've dropped points and that's one of the biggest frustrations is this isn't the same league that Rangers struggled to get out of because there was Hearts, Hibs, Rangers, there was a very good Falkirk team at the time, there was Livingston, there was Queen of the South who were very good, same for Hibs as well, this championship this season, because of all the factors that affect Hearts and everybody has been pretty poor Hearts are winning it with 50 points uh, there was 81 available I just think the context of the season as a whole has been highly disappointing last night was our fifth consecutive away draw for the first time in our history we've drawn five away games in a row now 
that's fine. In the Premier League, you would say, right, fair enough. You know, you've went to Petodre and got a draw. You went to Far Park, you've got a draw. But the draws have come against Arbroath. They've come against Morton. They've come against Cali Thistle. The standard of the team that we're playing is what worries me for next season about people saying, Robbie's done what he needs to do. Now he has to get next season. You also then add into the mix that we've lost to Aloha for the first time in our history. They knocked us out the League Cup. We've been knocked out the Scottish Cup to Barora Rangers. And at the start of the season, Hearts were playing in four competitions, three of them knockout competitions. Robbie Nielsen in his whole tenure, first and second time at Hearts, has only ever won one knockout game in a row at Hearts. He's never won back-to-back knockout games. He wins one match and that's it. So there's a whole host of things... And I know that Chris is going to be like, ah, but that's, he's done what he's doing. I'll say this to you because you've said there, right, now, 10 games uh, that you've that you've lost or... Uh, failed to win, won, basically. Failed Aye. to win this season, right? So do you think it would be the same if the fans were in, in, in... Because you've got to remember, difficult times, it doesn't matter, you put budgets and all that out the window, 9 million, of course. you're saying. Fans, fans are what make football. And that's yep. not just that's not just for you going to the no, club no, and travelling. That's for that's for me talking as a as an ex footballer. The buzz when you when you arrive at a ground and you see the fans there and you walk out and you get that excitement, you get that nervousness. You know, mm. the players have had to create that themselves. Now, I know you're, you're talking about Rangers failing to do it when when Hearts and Hibs and all that were in the league, but this is when it's this is this is this is unprecedented this this season. This was always going to be difficult. This is it was always going to be difficult even in the in the in, in the in the Scottish Premiership because and this is why you've got to remember this is why probably Rangers is, have done so well because fans aren't there you know but it's an interesting one that you say that the job has been done and I understand that and I know that you're sitting saying uh, Robbie Nielsen is second, he's only ever won one knockout game there is a lot of expectation on Hearts being a massive club but surely and I, and I hate using it that if there is ever going to be a season that it's a free hit it's just about getting over the line doing the job it's going to be this season with the climate that we're all living in like yeah. you're sat there with, 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 your, with your ACL completely done you can't really you can't really go and, and watch it and enjoy it with your friends family and, and, and do the, the home games and the, but the players have got to in, create that intensity themselves the manager himself has got to motivate the players to go out there and that's why you get these freak results look at Celtic look at I'm a Celtic fan look at Celtic if Celtic had the fans in Celtic are up there challenging right to the end because it makes a difference it creates an intensity that the players need it creates an atmosphere that the likes of uh, if if, if it's Hearts Hearts have that exact same fact if it's Arbroath Air United Morton if they're coming to the it's 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 so nerve wracking mm. because the, the the support that Hearts have it makes a massive difference. I agree with what so you're I, saying I, to an extent there because I think um, I think what you're saying is there'll be times because I think there's been studies done which suggest that the ball's been out of play less this season and things like that. And well, there's been studies done that the players are covering less distance. And yeah, as well. I, so I think less tackles getting made. So, so I think crowds do cause game, urgency sometimes. Yes, but I think at yeah. places like Tynecastle, that can go both ways sometimes because sometimes uh, that can encourage the players to do well. But if Hearts start badly, it's one of the most unforgiving home supports for um, well, for they all are. Yeah, as we said. As we've said in my 
my short media career when I was on Sports Sound <laughs> the other week, uh, I'd spoke about John Collins had said the exact same point, and I and I get it. I absolutely get it. I, my counter argument about the Rangers thing is I actually think Rangers have been as good as they are now is because they've had the same core of squad are trained relentlessly and anybody that's joined in has sort of been specific positions and pinpoint whereas Celtics on the other hand they've tried to recruit and it's not worked for them added in with Covid you know your Kamala's your the goalkeeper Barkas and all that coming to a different country and having to stay in a flat in Glasgow and not being able to socialise whereas the Rangers boys all know each other that will help and it's the same at Hearts we've got that now you know we had Jamie Walker on the podcast and just by things that he said it sounded like the dressing room was a morgue it sounded horrible because they couldn't talk to each other they were in in different different times so I, I absolutely understand all that but one of the things I'd said on Sports Sound about the, the thing is the problem Robbie Nielsen is the tip of the iceberg for the problem at Hearts and in a certain extent I feel really sorry for Robbie because the anger was there before the court of arbitration stuff last season with the club it was all it was aimed at Levine and his tenure and being able to build the club in his image and the failings of that and sticking with him for too long and the anger was at Budge and, and Levine and the background stuff and all that court arbitration deflected all that we all got behind the club we tried to fight our demotion and all that and then we brought in Robbie and everybody I was behind Robbie at the time so I thought brilliant he understands what hearts are all about he's a hearts guy he's the sort of we've got this bullish attitude of right let's get back on so let's get back up and let's get fine with so the fans were kind of united about that but that let the players away with the season before you know we finished bottom of the league before alright don't get me wrong there was 24 points left to play for but we'd won four games all season we were absolutely dreadful we wasted money year after year and I'd look to see that actually in the whole tenure of Anne Budge since she took over Hearts do you, know, do you want to take a guess what our win percentage at home at Tynecastle is? Do you know what our win percentage is at Tynecastle? This bastion of football, it's 41%. So oh, right, okay. 41% is our win rate yeah. at home. So again, I get the argument about fans would make a big difference, but Craig's very right. For a while now, things at the club have been simmering and performances. And again, it's one of the things that worries me about this rebuild culture that we have at the club every six months we're, we're saying it now we're saying next season half the players that are in the squad now won't be here next year we're going to rebuild well they won't like, be because age-wise there's, there's about seven eight players out of contract isn't there so no, that, there is, that's, and, that's, that, that, that's naturally going to happen isn't it exactly and then there's another thing there that you've brought up that, that's a bit disappointing with this season as well is Scott McGill came on last night with 15 minutes to go they were the only 15, they're the first 15 minutes of the season to anybody under the age of 20. He's the only academy graduate to play this season. In the league games, I think that's... that's In league games. Uh, And that would be fine. I know that the counter-argument to that is, I know, but we can't take the risks. We have to get out of the league. And a lot of them are on loan because there's no... There's no, no training. It's not reserved. Not uh, what's it called? Yeah, the un- the no under whatever's reserve. league isn't on. So so Plenty a lot of them aren't at the club. So there's there's kind of that as well. I'm kind of... You've kind of described something that I'm kind of unsure about. I mean, Nielsen, I think... I mean, a few weeks ago, I kind of wanted a change of manager, but now I'm not so sure because I think, what's the point in just cutting off the head if if everything else below it is rotten, basically? And I think that I think it's the it's how the club is being run that seems to be the issue at the moment 
uh, the, the bigger issue than than what's going on in, on the park. I think we need to sort that out first before things on the park get better. That's kind of where I am at the moment. Well, but that of the politics of a football club is is always going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, from from the top to the manager, he, he's not only dealing with the, the squad, the players, he's dealing with we above as well and it'll be even more so in this climate but on on the back of what Liam said there like look at the negativity of last year like you say won only four games still 24 points to play for you were demoted right Robbie Nielsen brings in what is it was he brought in was it eight nine players he brought in 13 uh, he's brought in uh, 13 well, players. over the season yeah but still with that negativity and like you said you've interviewed the players on your podcast and, and they can't go out and socialise. They can't get that team, that team unity. They can't go out. They still got. They still win it. So again, we a little bit of normality coming back. We Robbie Nielsen giving a little bit more funds to to invest and bring in more players for them to actually be able to gel as a as a football team should be able to gel because you've you've said about Rangers. They've had that core there. They've had that 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 collective bond, that unity. They're all so it was easy for them. Whereas Celtic, another massive club, has tried to invest and bring players in in this climate. Very difficult for players to integrate into the dressing room. Well, he's brought in, like you say, fourteen players. It's not. It's it's they've, they've got promoted, but it's not been convincing. But they're still ten points clear, or whatever, nine points, eleven points clear at the at the top of the championship. So I just feel that. When we when hearts get back when when the, the climate gets back to normality, Robbie's going to be under pressure anyway next season to start well. You understand? We, un- no, no, we understand 100%. that. But if he's then given investment to bring people in, the players can go out and like you say socialise and do their preseason, go on their preseason tour and create a feel good factor because trust me, it, it, it means so much for players to be able to do that. Oh, I know that. I know that. And and then you know what? Like you say, and they start well. Bloody hell! It, it's that. That's what I'm saying. It's like it has the potential with the size of Hearts is, and I know there's there's, there's a little bit of like you say how, how the clubs run and the investment, and we all all football fans want to see young players getting brought through. But a club has to be doing okay, or that young player has to be exceptional to be thrown in. You understand because there's certain of pressures course. of that that coming through. Now, I just feel that, yeah, we're all fans. We've we've all got opinions, and 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 rightfully so. There's no wrong opinion, but it's your football club. Your football club. You love your football club. You understand. You're going to follow hearts through thick and thin. So why not say you know what? Right, okay. After what Scottish football threw at us last year, which was an absolute disgrace, by the way. We've still, we've still answered. We've still got out of league, a, a, a piss poor league, if you want to say that, but you still yep. done it. Yep. You still done it in a difficult, difficult climate. When normality comes back, I then think that then, if it's still the same, I think your arguments and your, your, are justified because there's no excuse. There's no excuse. The pandemic is getting used as an excuse for many things, but as a football fan that follows hearts and watches every single game, you must understand that it's not normality. Of course, it's the not. Players, it must be difficult. No, of course. And look, I've said that throughout all of this. I totally and utterly understand all those arguments. My counterpoint to that, with the, in terms of, what if we do start the season badly next season? You know, you give Robbie the summer. He gets to rebuild. He brings in thirteen players again, and we fail to win our opening three or four matches you've been in dressing rooms you've been at football clubs yourself where you know that the fans are already 
against the manager, you then fail to perform. He then, like, I sort of thing like Neil Lennon situation where we're then saying, right, do we give him the first round of fixtures and hope that we get better? Then that leaves three rounds of fixtures left because that's what we've done with Levine. We started the season under Craig Levine when the fans didn't want him. We had the Scottish Cup final against Celtic. We lost 2-1, but we played brilliant. It was a great game. That was the jumping off point for Levine. That should have been your perfect way to go away. You've got 30,000 Hearts fans at Hamden. They are lappy on our Take your applause and move on because the season before that had been a travesty as well. And again, it's perspective and, and sort of expectations versus context. Hearts, for us, are the third biggest club in Scotland. We haven't been that for a long time. Yeah the club are already talking about next year wanting to finish in the top six if Hearts fail to finish in the top four next season we become the second worst run in the club's history of finishing outside the top four in Scotland which means I know to fans that aren't Hearts and Aberdeen or Hibs it's you know you're measuring who's got the weirdest willy type thing it doesn't actually make any difference because Celtic Rangers win everything but to us that's what matters Yeah. if again we did that with, we gave Levine the first round of fixtures and we were rubbish and everybody was angry and moaning and it was like right let's get to January because if we get to January you can rebuild we get a pre-season many pre-season five, we'll five, five games Liam five games he's getting judged on Robbie Nielsen know, because but, of the, the negativity the first five look games at, look at how hard it is to change that slide though because we changed it with Stendhal and nothing changed you know Celtic have, have changed it with Lennon and realistically nothing's changed under Kennedy although Kennedy was part of the, yep, the team yep. do you know what I mean and it's difficult I totally and utterly understand it it's very difficult to judge this season because of Covid but everything at the club everything under Robbie Nielsen points to it's a massive massive risk to go again again you talk about budgets right so here's here's some fag paper math for you right Last season, Hart sold 13,000 virtual season tickets. 13,000. The most outside of Celtic and Rangers. You take that, that my bought my season ticket was £400. That's what, my, that's what I paid last season to watch what I've watched this season. That's nearly £7 million of season ticket sales. At the end of this season, the foundation of Hearts will, will have stood and have invested £12 million into the football club. James Anderson, the mystery benefactor that's been propping up Ann Budge in the football club, has invested personally £15 million. If you take that over Ann Budge's tenure, the seven years that she's been here, it's over £60 million just from the fans' pocket invested into the club. And for that, we've had one, one season where we finished third. We finished fifth. We finished sixth. We finished sixth. We finished twelfth. Now we've finished. We've won the championship. We've had two seasons in the championship under Ann Budge that's what I'm talking about about the expectation of the football club is we simply cannot start next season poorly we have 100%. to and I think look at Hibs and Aberdeen they are light years ahead of Hearts right now and if you look at Kilmarnock have just got Tommy Wright in who I believe will turn that club around He's he's got proven record St Johnston under uh, Callum Davidson has been superb David Martindale will get a pre-season at Livingston John Hughes if County stay up is proven in the, the SPFL is a great manager this league that we're, we're coming up to Hearts have to absolutely hit the ground running because there isn't look at last night we played Morton we had one shot on target in 90 minutes like I said we've had five consecutive draws 
those away games aren't going to be our broth and Ayr and Morton and Cali next season. They're going to be Motherwells who are looking good under Graham Alexander. They're going to be Hamilton's who look again are going to avoid probably relegation with Brian Rice. These are going to the step up in quality for me is massive compared to what we're playing, and Hearts simply can't afford to take risks and hoping that a rebuild works this time when for the last seven years we've had two rebuilds a season and the decline still hasn't been reversed so that's my biggest worry Excellent well I think that's us at about time there thanks for joining us again Liam where can folk find you uh, and your podcast You can get us on Twitter at This My Story Pod and we're also on YouTube trying to live reactions and all that sort of stuff as well so you can catch us on YouTube just search This Is My Story Podcast Nice one. Thanks again for coming. And Chris, thanks again. Brilliant. And I'll see you again next week. Brilliant. Thanks, gentlemen. Cheers. All Cheers, the best, guys. Good luck. Yeah, Take thank care. you, my man. Thanks for talking. No worries. Cheers. No worries. Cheers, Pleasure. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.